So Jeremy. So Daniel. We have a oh, new a, a new living creature in our house. You do? Yep. Do tell. Is it a snake? Did you get a snake? Ugh, you know I wish. I wish. Oh, okay. I wish. Did you adopt a <sighs> penguin? Also, okay. Wish. Well, we don't have we don't have time. For, <laughs> we don't have time for guessing games, so you're All just right. gonna have to tell me. It's well, there's a frozen one in the freezer downstairs. So is that a good a chicken? clue? <laughs> Are you gonna lay your own eggs? So Quinn got a new hamster. She did. She got a new hamster. Yeah. And what did she name this hamster? Annabelle. Annabelle the cannibal. Okay. <laughs> no, get this. And I don't have the heart to tell her no. Like the doll? Yeah, I know, right? But I don't have the heart to tell her that this is not a good middle name for the for the hamster. Annabelle, okay. Annabelle Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Did we not just make this joke last week or you made a it? A couple of weeks ago, just, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. Well. She wanted Alex... So, okay. All right. Maybe maybe the hamster could have Coley's maiden name. <laughs> I don't That's think funny. we're going to go. We're going to use the middle name very often. So I think it'll be all right. Uh, Annabelle Jones has a nice ring to it, though. Yeah, that's nice, right? She's a cranky hamster so, so far, though. Yeah, I suppose. New environment and all that. Did you get her like at Petco or PetSmart or one yeah, of those places? Yeah, Petco. Yeah. We had all Did the stuff bond? already, so we just... One day she was on a play date with a friend, and we put her tank back together and um, yeah, went, you know, put all the stuff in it and then went out and got yeah. a new hamster. And got brought it home. So, after you bought the hamster, did you go ahead and go over to like Foot Locker and get a new pair of shoes just in case you need that box? <laughs> I got plenty of shoe boxes just in case. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. good luck with that in- endeavor. I hope it works out. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. My kids desperately want a creature of some sort, and I don't know how much longer I can hold out. I've been blaming the landlord for quite a while, but I don't know. Get him a ball python. Yeah, yeah, do it. I don't. I don't want a snake. I'm. I'm like in Indy Jones. <laughs> um, but that's not what we came here to talk about, is it? Well, I would like to talk about all kinds of topics, if only there was a way. Well, wait a second. We have a podcast. Of course. Of course we have a podcast. podcast. But no, there's there's several things. I always forget that part. I'm sorry. It's okay. If only we had real music. Um <laughs> I, uh, there's lots of things I'd like to talk about, but we need to talk about episode six of The Last of Us, Daniel. Yes, we do. Also, um, a fun fact. 
Mm-hmm. I ate asparagus for the first time in 44 years the other night. Just what the heck? Throwing that out there. Sorry, right. why? Why aren't you eating was, more asparagus? I've always been afraid to try it. I've cooked a ton of it. I don't know. Just I, I, I just always think it's going to taste like green beans, and I hate green beans, so I've always oh. refused to eat it. <laughs> but I was um, at dinner at somebody's beans. house. It's way better than green beans. I was at dinner at somebody's house, and I felt rude if I didn't try it, so I ate three three sprigs, stems, whatever. Yeah. It was good. I would eat it again. It's not something I could eat like a ton of or eat it all the time. Oh, man. I'll try it I again. Do, I do it all the time in the summer. I just do it right on the grill. I need to lose a couple, but if you got big enough ones, yeah. I just do it straight on the grill. Well, Alicia them, loved it. Mix them with some olive oil and then salt and pepper. Perfect. That's all you need. Yeah. I've cooked it that way a lot. Just never ate it. Mm. I will say I've always wanted to buy a bottle of those like spicy pickled asparagus spears. Yeah, those are good. That I've been afraid to try. Yeah. So those, those might be too mushy because I don't like some textures, but I'm going to try them. All right. All right. Is, anyway. Is your pea yellow or green or whatever it is? Uh, It's been a, it was Monday night, so I don't know. Or does it smell? My, no, not any more than usual. I drink a lot of water, like a lot of water. So I think I dilute it pretty well. Isn't it weird when like you just, if you, have you ever noticed like if you eat too many Oreos, your poop is black. Have you ever noticed that? Mm, I don't eat a lot of Oreos, but I notice certain things change the color of my, my output for sure. I um, overdosed on like those vitamin C pills once. Oh. When I say overdose, I took like one more than I was supposed to. Yeah. My freaking pee was like the color of orange Gatorade for like four days. Uh-huh. Yeah. I take emergency yeah. when I'm not feeling super hot. You know, it usually yeah. works. It knocks the cold out before, you know, when you get that like pre-cold, like stuffy feeling and you get the yeah. kind of like heaviness in your throat. If I take emergency, as soon as I feel that, knocks it right out. I don't. I don't get cold. Yeah, I don't get it. Whoever makes that stuff needs to make a sugar-free variation. I'm putting that out there. Please do that. Mm, Yeah, I mean it. Um, It tastes like crap, but you get used to it. Speaking, there's just a fuck ton of sugar in it. There is. So yeah, I have to. I mean, I really can't take it. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm my hernia has been hurting a lot, so I have a bad hernia in my belly button. Yeah, and I'm gonna be getting, yeah. I'm gonna be having surgery, um, the end of March, March March thirty first, March thirty first, yes. and yes, but it's like been really hurting lately. Depending on what I eat and when I eat uh, anything with like um, anything bready, like like a bagel or anything like that, it just messes me up and knocks me off my feet for a while, for a few minutes at least. Then, Like a gluten thing? Yeah, I don't know if it's a gluten thing because it's other stuff too. Like if I just eat too much. Like I haven't eaten any okay. gluten tonight, but I ate maybe a little too much uh, zucchini and chicken. Like that's all I ate was zucchini okay. and chicken. Yeah. And I just ate maybe a little too much of it, and now my stomach's kind of hurting. Yeah. 
the bready stuff probably expands. That's probably why. That right. Matters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's fun. Well, I hope it's you get that. Old. Get, get, I hope you get some relief when that finally happens. It is not fun getting old, Daniel. It is not fun at all. No, it's not. Me too. I hope I get some relief too. I will get a week off from work and off from really having to do anything around the house. So that'll be nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about The Last of Us because we don't have a ton of time tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We need to talk about episode six. Episode six. Kin. And as I recall, it starts out with a quick refresher of the end of episode five. Yeah, why did they they need to do that? And Joel and I. They didn't need to do that. And I listened to the companion podcast and they talked about how because there was such a great length of time in between. That they felt they needed to do that, but I'm like, what? yeah, but not for the viewers. Like they were right. talking about because of the three month three month gap, I assume is what they meant. Right, fine. Or did they mean did they mean the nine days because that episode aired you know on Friday instead of Sunday? I don't really know. But no, they, I think they, they meant they meant the thirty the three months, which yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, so. couldn't they just say three months after Kansas City or something like that? Like, I don't know why they had. To- I mean, they did anyway. Literally right after that on the screen, it said, "Oh yeah." Instead of showing that, say three months later. I got what you're saying. Right. Yeah, but that's what they chose to do. So immediately you were kind of drawn back to that, and um, I don't know. I don't have any real issue with it, but I don't feel like it was super necessary. Yeah, like, it was already painful enough the first time. Anyway, so then, yeah, we do flash forward three months and we are winter time and in a setting that looks very much like Wyoming. And we find out that it is Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this part was not in the game. No. But um, it kind of cuts to this camera is following this guy that's got a, a bow and some arrows and he's carrying a couple rabbits towards this cabin he goes in the cabin and uh a lady is in there which i am sure is his wife yeah and um she's kind of looking at him and then she kind of motions her eyes to the side and pretty soon you hear joel's voice telling him to take you know telling the guy to take his gun out and put it down too and we find out that joel and ellie are in this cabin and yeah they are I, I mean, kind of holding this lady hostage, but really they're just trying to get they're, a... They're just looking for directions. A pinpoint on their location. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, this, this is how you have to ask for directions in the apocalypse. Yeah. Joel. Um, Joel, you know, I've seen all these articles about how Joel in this series and in this episode is like a sensitive man, like not, you know... He, he exemplifies the opposite of toxic masculinity. And I mean, this is like example number one, right? And like, he actually stops to ask for directions. Yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I suppose if you look at it that way. Because um, most men don't. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with all of what you just said, but yes, that was a, a funny no, I know. I'm, I'm, example of anecdote for what you were trying to say. Um, I was just trying to be so funny, yeah, he's, Jeremy. That's, you were funny, Daniel. I wasn't. Yeah, it sure. caught me off guard. I'm sorry. You're you're 
funny so infrequently that it just kind of catches right, me off guard. Right, right. It's you know, so surprising. I need I to know. compose myself. I understand. Um, that whole scene was weird, though. The you know guns drawn and then just essentially he just puts it away and looks at the map like right. <laughs> I, 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 so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because there's a lot to talk about. But a those characters are pretty great. Yes. They were in a sitcom for in the '90s together. If oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, huh. Yeah. And on the companion podcast, they had names. They never had names in this episode, but I no. don't know if the names they gave them were the same ones from when they were on Northern Exposure, which was the show they were on. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So that that was kind of cool, and um, the just kind of the back and forth. The the woman was hilarious. Yeah. And. So is so is the man in his own way, but yeah. So Joel's looking for Tommy. Um, these people tell them tell him that they don't know who Tommy is, but uh, if they keep going west, they'll get to the river of death, and and that's a place they don't want to be. So they encourage them to turn around and go the other way. Um, they can't. They don't. Ellie has a line in here. Um where she says something about there's no signs in the enormous fucking forest yeah. when the guy asks them why they're lost or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and she's pretty snarky and on their way out the door, she steals one of the rabbits. Joel kind of in earnest tells her to put it back, but, but he doesn't really enforce it. Yeah. And then Joel has like a medical moment. What did you think of that? Yeah. So this was interesting. This happens a couple of times throughout the episode. Right. And, um, yep. He has these little panic attacks, but I didn't know if they were panic attacks. I didn't know if it was like a heart thing. So I thought that maybe they were setting up something for him. Because um, I knew that this episode would probably, or this episode or the next one, would culminate in what happens at the end of the episode with him getting incapacitated, right? And yeah. I thought maybe... To instead of them getting jumped by some raiders, they would instead, um, you know, have Joel um, have some sort of cardiac problem, right? Like some sort yeah. of heart problem. And that would be the thing yeah. that Ellie would um, have to take care of him through. Um, yeah. So I thought that's what this was leading to, but. That's not the case. Wasn't the case. I will say, I can understand that theory. I think whoever um, was directing this episode has a lot of experience with panic attacks because I was able to recognize it like instantly. Mm. So, oh, okay, good directing, I, I, I good acting. Yeah. Um, because Dylan, he's like, "What's what's going on?" I'm like, "I think he's having a panic attack." I couldn't tell you exactly why at that point, other than you know he was overwhelmed with with finding Tommy. Um. I think later on in the show, it becomes episode. It becomes more clear that he's just kind of um, thinking about Sarah and Ellie and not be, and failing her. Right. You know, as he's, it's more he's not able to navigate the train. He doesn't know things instinctively like he used to intuitively. Right. And he's terrified that he's gonna get Ellie killed. Um, what do so you think happens. of that? And yes, that. that 
We could just tackle that now while while we're talking about it. What did you think of? You mean when the episode, like when he was talking to Tommy about it? Yeah. And kind of Ellie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that it put Joel in a very non-Joel, like vulnerable situation that was absent from the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in large scope, they're taking jo- a large part of Joel away from the first game and, and making him a little more meek and meager. And um, I have a an idea why they're doing that, uh, although I'm not completely sure and I don't want to get into spoilers. Um, I don't have an issue with it per se. Um, I do think it somewhat interferes with the dynamic that, that I know personally of Joel and Ellie's relationship. Um, but you know, I have a feeling they're going somewhere with it. So I think I have a little bit of faith in the process. Yeah. I think they're setting it up to be his motivation for what he does at the end of this season. Yes. I, I would agree with that by and large. Um, you know, and it's not that he didn't get vulnerable necessarily in the game, but he gets pretty emotional and and really um, like the, the parts where he like opens up and thinks he's a failure is one thing, but then he gets very childish also. Like, and, and that happened in the game as well. Like, there's that scene that's that's almost word for word where they're in the bedroom, and yeah. that happens where you know he's like, "Well, I'm you're not my daughter. I'm not your dad." But he, he throws fits. He throws little hissy fits. And it's kind of funny. Um, what do you mean, hissy fits? I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think of a good example now. I yeah, I'm just trying to that. think of... Like like pity parties for himself, almost. Like, like woe is me. Like, oh no, I'm a miserable failure. Like, you actually hear it played out to a degree where you didn't see that so much in the game. I'm probably not yeah. going to be able to make sense and I don't want to just run in circles on it, but no, I understand what you I, mean. It is more explicitly. If I see it again, if I see it again in another episode, I'll be sure to like jot it down. So I know specifically what I mean. I did take a few notes for this one. It is more explicitly um, laid out for you. You know that this is. Um, so like they leave the cabin, right? And and I'm trying to get to an example here. And they go and they, they set up camp in this cave. And they have this really cool conversation where, you know, Ellie's looking at the sky. And she asks Joel, like, if, if, if you know, it wasn't for this pan, this whatever happening, what would you be? And he, you know, kind of says sheep farmer. Um, sheeps listen. Nobody bothers you. So, so on and so forth. And she says that she... Uh, um, you know, would like to be Sally fucking ride, be an astronaut. Right. But he, 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 he tells her to go to sleep. She asks which watch he wants to take first or second. He says he'll take both. And he tells her to go to sleep. And then you wake up and he's asleep and he wakes up. And just the way that like, he kind of pouts about that. And, and I don't know, like, it's just not real Joel. Like, I don't know yeah. if that makes any sense to you, but no, like it he makes was sense. just like feeling sorry for himself. 
And I don't think that happened in the first game because health-wise, he wasn't nearly to the level as they're portraying him in in the show to begin with. Right. Um, and I don't know. It's just different. But it's okay. I'm not complaining. It is more explicitly explored, I guess. Um, you know, it's possible that he was feeling... I guess... So, just to, while we're on it, let's just keep going because I I noticed it most in the scene the farmhouse scene the famous scene from the game like one of my favorite scenes in any game ever um, when she's he finds her in the room and she's sitting in the window and um, it's shot almost the same way the, the script is almost exactly the same as the game um, mm-hmm. and, but his <clears throat> reasoning for leaving her, um, before that scene, they set it up with Tommy and, and the conversation he has with Tommy in that, like, it's more that he doesn't trust himself to get her through because he's failing or whatever right um yeah but like in the game that's never explicitly stated that way it's he sort of says that to ellie like i trust tommy more than i trust myself but Mm -hmm. when he says that in that farm scene in the game you don't believe it right like it's you know he's lying you know he's just saying this to get rid of her but and and his motivation for getting rid of her is always that he doesn't want to care about her like in yeah exactly in in the show they make that less apparent i guess it's his motivation really does seem like he doesn't want to fail again and have another person yeah. die because of him. Yeah. Whereas there's a difference. Maybe it's a subtle difference, but it feels like there's a difference between him not wanting to fall in love with her as a daughter figure and him not wanting to get her killed. Yeah. You know? He I guess I guess the Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean and I agree with you. I think in the show, it just seems like he's softer, but not in a kind way. He's softer in like a selfish way. Yeah. And just, just weird. Like, um, the scene where, where, where they're getting a tour of Jackson and, um, and Tommy's talking about, you know, the greenhouses and, and all the stuff and, and everybody works and, and everybody shares. And Joel's just like, so like communism. Like he was super offended by that. Like <laughs> Joel would not give a shit about that. Like ever. And was it just because like, it's a sibling rivalry thing that he was going to disagree with what anything Tommy said? I don't know. Yeah. It, it just struck me as odd. Um, that he was just being like a child at times. So, mm. But yeah, I think the motivation is that he's terrified that he's going to fail Ellie and he doesn't want to relive, you know, the whole Sarah situation again. I didn't um, really read that 
that communism seemed that way, though. I guess I just thought it was a curious little um, gag, sort of, you know, just like, well, no, it literally is communism. I didn't really think that he was, that Joel was, I don't know, I didn't really read that as... Um, well, but he, he it, it kind of uh, referenced it later on, too, when, when they were on the horse and yeah. he was talking to Ellie and she was asking him about, you know, contractor and stuff. And anyway, right. she said something about his beliefs and he's like, well, there's two kinds of people. There's the kind of people that believe that you can take everything from everybody and the kind of people that believe you should should work for what you get and keep what you get. And I'm essentially, I'm the, the second one is essentially what he said. I yeah. mean, I'm ad-libbing there and I'm... Um, Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it came up again. I don't know if that was intentional or if there like, some sort of other message trying to be sent there. But just the way he reacted, like, when, when Tommy said it was just, like, super strange. Like, they have this whole town working great that, that can't be denied. And he's like, you mean, because you guys share stuff? It's not okay because that's communism. I don't know. It was yeah. just... Out of it was out of character for Joel, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I understand. In in my opinion, um, yeah. Sorry, we could have a whole conversation about that. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Tommy's wife, pretty cool, a digger. Um, yeah, there was some great dialogue between she and Ellie when Ellie was getting her hair cut and getting her the uh, winter jacket. I call it her Neapolitan jacket because it always reminds me of the layered ice cream. Okay, I just have um, to say, though, how did they what? all have just the most impeccable clothing in this episode? Am I wrong? Communism. <laughs> uh, I don't okay, know. Okay, that explains like, it. Yeah, totally. Uh, they, I, they kept it clean. I don't know because, like, my take on that is, like, even in this bedroom, right, that Ellie was in, those uh-huh. arts and crafts that were on the wall, those had been there for at least 20 years because they said, like Tommy said, that house has been empty since 03, but he just got the hot water heater work, working, right? Sure. So like my kids make arts and crafts and they start fading in a week <laughs> when they're sitting in a window like that. Right. That stuff looked like it was fresh out of a Lisa Frank catalog. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's really nitpicky, but it's certainly something I noticed as well. No, but um, I just really, I don't know, their, their clothing in this episode was so nice. And it was like, well, I guess, they, nice. I guess they just found, like, some nicely dressed uh, people's houses or yeah. something. They must have just gone into some nice house and ransacked yeah, the closets. Even those, even those boots that Tommy brought to Joel looked brand new. And it's like, boy, that would be a luxury item. Like people would kill for those things. So yeah, that's, exactly. I guess that's a, that's a plus in the pro communism column. I, I reckon. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Pristine clothing. Um, so, so yeah, so, so we, let's back up. They, they, okay. Go along this uh, river of death, right? And they they find yeah. I was confused by that. So they, they crossed several rivers, and like the river of death was the second one, or that they crossed. I, I guess. Which you know there are lots of rivers in Wyoming, but so here's my question: 
God, this we're not going to finish this episode. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to do half now and half tomorrow or something. No, no, we're anyway, going to finish it. We're finishing. What the hell was Joel shooting at? Do you remember that? When they got to the river, like he's sitting there and he takes a shot. Yeah. And I assumed he shot like a deer or something across the river, but like. No, that was never really explained. I rewatched the episode and I was like, that's just a random <laughs> shot. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get that either. But yeah, so apparently the second river, the one that Ellie says, the one that the dam is on, she says, what if this was the river of death? Right. <clears throat> and then, and then the, the riders approach. Yes. This scene had me very nervous. Because this yes. is not in the game. This is not how they meet. No. They literally just go up and like knock on the door, don't they? No, no, no. Yeah. No, they just meet him at the dam. They're they meet at the him dam. at the dam. They meet him at the dam. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so And it's just Tommy and his wife, as far as I remember. There might right. be a few other guys. There's people, a couple but... other guys. And so yeah. they, yeah, they, uh, they go, <laughs> they get surrounded by these horses, and this, they have a dog. And the dog can sniff then, out if you're, you're, you know, if you're infected or not. And that, yeah. oh my gosh, that that had me nervous. That scene, I know. Yeah, had had Ellie nervous also. Yes, Angel. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that would be a valuable asset to have in that situation, though. Would be a, a zombie sniffing dog. Yes. It so, would. and these are the people that that uh, Marlin or whatever the guy's name in the cabin was talking about the, right. the people that don't leave anybody alive. So, mm-hmm. you know, Joel's kind of shit in his pants. And after the dog declares they're clean, the one guy with the gun tells them they bought himself 10 seconds. And, you know, Joel says, I'm looking for my brother. And that, of course, uh, piques the interest of, of Maria, who we find out is Maria. And she asks his name, and when he says Joel, she pretty much instantly knows. And then the next thing you know, you see them headed towards Jackson, and and uh, they open the big gate for him, and they go in, and he instantly sees Tommy. Right. Yeah. And that's when we get introduced to Jackson, which we did not – this this part wasn't in the game either. Like, the whole Jackson thing at this point was not in part one. Um, and it was cool. I – liked jackson i liked the christmas tree i liked all of it i loved the movie i want to um, live there yeah totally <laughs> if i had to live in a zombie apocalypse zombies excuse me an infection apoc- affected apocalypse i would like like i would be a communist in that situation absolutely 100 <laughs> um without question i've always said communism and socialism works great on a small scale no doubt about it anyway um <laughs> They have movies, Daniel. Movies. They have movie nights. They yeah. have. Yeah. They have potentially. They have Dina. Who knows what else they might have? Yeah. So okay, let's just. We don't have to. Let's just skip around because we we are on a time crunch tonight, listeners. Just so you know. Um, is that Dina? You think that's Dina? So so Ellie, they're sitting and they're eating this delicious looking food. Um, in the the mess hall, and this lady, like uh, uh, younger lady, is standing, kind of looking at Ellie from behind a column or something. And Ellie snaps yeah. at her and yells at her and tells her to mind her own business or whatever. Um, yeah. Ellie was being an ass in that entire 
sequence. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she comes from the hood, you know? The QZ. Yeah. It's it's different in the QZ than she was she was looking Jackson. out she was having Joel she was having Joel's back like right. before Joel even realized that he needed somebody to have his back <laughs> so but yeah I remember I saw that and I was sitting next to Coley and I was not gonna say anything I was like I'm not saying a thing about this but I know who that looks like uh, yeah that that looked like Dina um, totally looked like Dina. And the entire setting looked like that part from the second game. Yes. So for those who don't know, Dina is a big character in the second game. Um, spoiler. She, yeah. I mean, that's not a spoiler. We'll, we'll, that's all we're going to say about her. She's a, she's a big character yeah. in the second game. And um, she lives in Jackson. And that's all, all we're going to so, say. During the movie scene, do you th- was that also her that was at the very back, kind of standing by the pro- the the pro- where it was projecting from? Oh, maybe. And Ellie kind of glanced. Ellie glanced back and looked at her for a second, oh. and then just kind of turned around. Probably. Then. Yeah. I'll if you get to... a, if you get a chance to watch it again, let me know what you think. I think it was, but I couldn't tell for sure. I'll have to um, rewatch it again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because I'm curious, but. Yeah, so uh Jackson. So um Joel and Tommy get a chance to talk alone and you know they get into a bit of a an argument or a fight or a disagreement cuz Joel's being a little bit stubborn and Tommy Tommy's being a little bit um like on a high horse type, you know. I don't know how Yeah, that, that, I don't know. It's for, but you know not so much like I'm better than you, but but I've gotten through that part of my life and right. whatever. Um, and again, it might just be like even after all that time, just the way siblings treat each other. It could very well be that, at least initially. I found all and, of this to be extremely relatable. As the black sheep yeah. of my family, I found all of it to be very relatable. Um, I can understand that. So, but But here's like when Joel's kind of strong arm tactic into getting Tommy to do what he wants doesn't work. Yeah. That's it's only then that Joel actually does become more vulnerable and tell Tommy that he's just not physically, maybe even mentally capable of, of keeping Ellie safe at this point. And he tells her, tells him that she's immune. Mm -hmm. Um, finally. Yeah. He lies the first time they kind of, yeah talk yeah he's just she's just a daughter of some firefly right and of course this gets you know piques tommy's interest and after he sees joel break down and be completely real and honest with him um which i sound like a hypocrite because i just earlier kind of called him a softy for doing that <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I i just but i didn't mean that like on a personal level i wouldn't do that i just meant it without a character for the joel from the game that's that's all i meant by that anyway yes you know, he pulls up a chair and he says, from the beginning. And you could tell as soon as he said that, that he was he was going to take Ellie. He just needed to know essentially the whole story because he was going to have some splaining to do to Maria. Um, so Joel told him the story. Presumably, we don't see that, but that's what happens. And he says that he'll yeah. take her at dawn. And that's when Joel goes over to the house and Ellie's reading the diary up in that bedroom. And you have that almost word for word 
um, exchange from the game, which is probably one of the three most impactful parts of the game that I've always remembered was, was this, the scene. Yeah. Um, he tells Ellie that, that Tommy's going to take her and, you know, she more or less says, says something about, I'm not her, you know, talking about Sarah because in the game and in the show, it happens in slightly different ways, but Ellie finds out from Maria about Sarah. We see it this time in the um, show. We see, we see that conversation yes. when she finds out from Maria. Yes. Which is nice. It's nice to see that. And in, in the game, there's the epic line of where he says, you're skating on some mighty thin ice. Yeah. In, in this dialogue, he just tells her, don't. Don't. Kind of like what he told the, well, they talked about this on the Companion podcast, but like he was, you know, begging her not to because he didn't want to deal with the fallout of how he was going to react. Right. Um, and she pushed and pushed and, you know, she she says the line where everyone, everyone I've ever cared about in my life has left me except fucking for you. And everyone now you're leaving me too. Everyone fucking except for you. And, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and all of that. So and like, instead of, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, and instead of him being like, you know what? You're right. He doubles down and he says, I'm not your father and you're not my daughter. And yeah. Walks away. We are going our separate ways. And, yeah. um, like <clears throat> it was, some of these scenes are hard to watch um, as somebody who's played the game because it's so different from reading a book and then seeing the book come to life as a movie. Because, yes, when you read a book, like, you kind of have a picture of things in your head. But, like, I find that when I read a book, the way I picture things in my head, there's some flexibility, right? There's some give there. Um, whereas this is like, you know how it looks in your head because it's visual, right? You've seen it and heard it. You've heard those lines be delivered before. You've seen this acted out before. And, um, the original scene was so, uh, so uh, like a, a lot of that was improvised. Like the um, Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in the games, she improvised the word "fucking" in there. Like that wasn't in mm-hmm. the script. Like she added that in there, and she pushed him. That was not also mm-hmm. not in the script. Um, but they kept all of that because it just it it worked and it felt human. It was it felt great, real, and in this. I, it's still, it's great. I mean, if you don't know, I think it's still effective. I think it was effective for Coley. She w- was gripped by it. But, like, knowing how it all plays out in the game and, and having that in your head and knowing that that's exactly, like, it was just really hard for me to separate myself in this scene um, from that scene in the game. Because it is so close. And... It's just yeah. one of those things, like the Sarah scene, that was just really hard to separate from the game for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, was a, I mean, uh, everything, even the improvised parts, are no longer improvised. They are part of the script. No, now, right? Yeah, like, and you know, the wallpaper is the same. Like yeah. the bedding's the same. Yeah. like everything is the same. The layout and of that Neil room, talked the way, the the camera positioning, the lighting, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neil talked about that and how that was important to him, and we've seen that a few times. We've seen that with the truck. Um, sequence with the magazine mm-hmm. and we saw it with you know sarah by and large so we've seen a few things like that and i think it's, it's kind of cool but yeah for me this one was probably the most memorable and impactful <laughs> so far yeah. um and i i love how how kind of neil explained the the thing with ashley um you know adding uh, adding the push and the fucking and especially how you know, the fucking was out of place. Like if you were to say it, you would right. say, you wouldn't say it quite like that. You, you wouldn't say fucking first. You would say it. Everybody except fucking for you, not everybody fucking except for you. Right. It right. Just, just adds to the brilliance of it, in my opinion and how real it, it feels. So I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Um, and then the next morning, Tommy comes and gets Ellie and, and kind of coldly. He doesn't, it, it's almost like Joel was when he got Ellie at the beginning of the game. It wasn't like, Hey, or even speaking in sentence. He's, he just says stables. Well, and, and because like they don't really go into it too much, but in the game, they make a little bit more of a deal about him having to tell Maria and like how she's not going to be happy yeah. about this. And I think we do yeah. see her like, Right? I'm trying to remember. I haven't gotten to that part in the game in my replay, but like we see her being upset that he's leaving. Or maybe Yeah, I'm no, she's upset. Yeah, okay. And <clears throat> No, she's she's definitely upset. And so there's that context that we don't quite quite get in the show, surprisingly. Like Maria doesn't want him to leave. Like I think you can uh, surmise that just from our interactions yeah. with her, uh, from the interactions with her in in the show. That like it's clear she yeah. does not like Joel very much, and from what she's heard, um, and that's a reflection on Tommy. Like that's that's what Tommy has told her, um, and yes. I totally again totally relate to that because. Um, there are people in my life that uh, my wife has a skewed opinion of because of how I've presented them to her, um, you know, and how I oh, presented yeah. them. I think that happens all the time, you know. And and then just another thing about like all of those that all those characterizations, like um, Joel's whole thing about how he is worried about failing people um as as much as that is something that really is not in the game and and is sort of um, a construct of the show um and it it's still i still found it to be super relatable because it, it reminded me of my dad um and this recurring dream that he has and I've had this same dream. It's the weirdest thing. Um, my dad has a recurring dream throughout his life that uh, he has this gun in his closet. It's an old gun. I don't even know. I, I 
think I've seen the box once. It's in a box still. He's never used it. He has it. And he's he has this dream that we're getting attacked and he has to get the gun. And he's he's trying to get the gun out of the closet and put it together before he can use it. And he can't do it in time. And, you know, bad, bad. And that's, you know, usually when the, the dream ends, but you assume bad things yeah. happen. And it's weird because I've had the same dream a couple of times in my life. Um, and it's just a, it's a, it's a dream about failure. You know, it's a dream about failing to protect, um, failing to provide for your family and protect them. Um, and so that whole thing with Joel really made me think about that. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why that matters. It was just something that I thought about with this episode that I wanted to mention. Yeah, that's it's scary that you guys have the same dream. It is. Isn't that weird? Um, isn't that weird? It is. Yeah. So, so they get to the stable and Joel's already there. Says he got there a half hour ago to steal a horse. And Tommy's like, well, I would give you one. He's like, I know. And then he looks, goes to Ellie and he says, I just thought you should have a choice. And she throws her bag at him and says, let's go. Yeah. So Tommy doesn't leave after all. Um, which by the way, he's going to oh. be a dad. We haven't mentioned that. So that's kind of a big deal. I don't hear anybody. And, uh, yes, that is a big deal. But I don't hear anybody mentioning this. Um, And I don't want to get into spoilers again. But for those who know, you'll know. But isn't it interesting that Joel says, I just think you should have a choice. Yes. (laughs) Right? It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all. He doesn't doesn't hold true to that. He's a hypocrite in a way. Yes. Well, Um, we'll see, I guess. The show so could be they different. get on the horse yep. and they make it to without any incident to the Eastern Colorado university home of the, uh, bighorns. Yes. Bighorns. Yep. Yeah. And it and, looks a lot like um, it does in the, in the game. It does. Yeah. And they go to where the firefly medical people are supposed to be. And it's <clears throat> been vacated. Um, and they hear some noise, and it turns out to be some monkeys. And as they're exploring, they hear some human voices, and they look out the window, and they see a group of, you know, bandits, raiders, just another group of humans, more or less. So they decide they need to get out of Dodge. So they yeah. uh, get downstairs, they get to the horse, and then Joel gets attacked by one. He ends up breaking the guy's neck. But as the guy falls to the ground, Ellie looks over and she sees that Joel has been stabbed in, if Coley was here, she could tell you the exact right area, but ex- <laughs> essentially the, uh, the right side of his lower stomach abdomen with this, yeah. his, his, this shank. Yeah. And he pulls it out. It's a pretty nasty wound. And Ellie sees more three or three or four more Raiders coming at them. And she tells him to get on the horse. They jump on the horse, and they ride off. Yeah, and uh, 
and they get a little ways. They, she says, they, it looks like they lost him, right? And then mm-hmm. he falls over off the horse, which I was thinking the whole yes. time, like, man, that's a good horse. That's a well-trained horse to just stand there. Because, I don't know. If I just I don't know much about horses, but if yes. I was riding a horse and then I just fell off of it, I feel like that horse would like I don't know, react Bolt? a little. Yeah, it would it would react a little more dramatically than that horse did. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know yeah. if he just fell off, if it would, if there was like some other commotion it might yeah, maybe. run off. Yeah. Um So they're headed to Salt Lake because they find a map that's got a bunch of pins in it that yes. makes makes them think that the fireflies have relocated to Salt yeah. Lake, yeah. which happens to have a zoo. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and that whole, I mean, that whole college scene, though, there's, that's a, that's a much longer section in the game. You go through the dorms. Oh, and there's much. A, there's much, a bloater much in the basement, and there's a really scary scene where you have to sneak past a bloater and, yeah, it's really yeah. good. But um it is. And, and um the monkeys are still there. A lot of this is all the same mm-hmm. and you get to the medical building and it even looks the same like looks similar the way they open the door and the monkeys are in the room is similar. Um and I remember when I first played the game thinking like, oh God, monkeys are probably like infected or like they were doing mm-hmm. experiments on the monkeys or something, you know? That's that's funny because Dylan said that when he saw me, he's like, are the monkeys infected? And well, like, and well, they'd be, you know, coming after him. Exactly. That's my point, right? Like uh, other people, I've heard other people who haven't watched, who haven't played the game having the same reaction to the monkeys. Because it's we're just trained to think that you know these monkeys are gonna become it, zombies. It makes too. me think of the the first episode with the Adlers, the neighbor's dog. Right. Um, people would say, "Well, was that dog infected? Is that why it was freaking out?" Right. 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 And I'm like, "No, it was freaking out because everything else was freaking out." Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so so he's. Falling on the ground, he's bleeding out, and Ellie says, what'd she say? I can't do this without you or something, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know where I'm uh, going. I'm, I'm, de- I'm dead without you or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then it fades to black, and we get the preview for next week's episode, which looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, next week's, I think, is going to be pretty great. Yeah, um, I hope so. I hope it's as good as that story in the game. It will be. Um, it definitely will be. Have you ever read the comics? You should read the comics. I haven't. American Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By Faith Aaron Hicks. American Dream and American Mothers or something like that, right? It's been a long time. I still have them, but it's been a long time. Nice. I don't remember. I'd have to Google it. To I have it. the Bloodborne yeah. comic. I got that for um, for Christmas. The first oh, five issues or whatever. It's, it's really good. I like it's it. Awesome. Mm. So um, overall, how would you rate this episode? Overall, I would rate it at an eight again. So this is similar okay. to what episode four for me. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, I would go closer to eight and a half, I think. Okay. That, that bedroom scene. I feel like really... you were more negative than I was, and yet you give it a higher score. I, f- I feel like we were just rushed for time, and I didn't get to really talk about all the things that I thoroughly enjoyed about <laughs> it. And for whatever reason, I was just hung up on the the Joel dynamic, so that's where I focus my time on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't have, but that's that's where we ended up, Daniel. It's true. Um, it's where we ended up. It was a great say, episode. I liked I liked Jackson a lot. I really me did. too. Me too. One of my problems with it was speaking of being rushed was the episode itself feeling a little bit rushed. I feel like they covered a lot of ground in this episode, and yes. they rushed a little bit. Like, I wanted to spend I, more time in Jackson. But. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And, um, you know, I've wondered how they were going to get all the season in, and I guess this is how they did it. They're, they spent It's, it's yeah. funny because they spent so much time on just one thing in certain episodes. And, and they then, spent so much money on that set, and that's it. I know. Well, I mean, but, it can be used like, for something else, I would guess, <laughs> later yes, on. But, yes, it can. Um. But even like the whole, like when they left Jackson to get to I-25, that's a long distance. And like, yeah. it's like the very next scene, they're at the interstate and you're like, oh. Five okay. days. Five days. Five, five days. Five uneventful <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. Five days and no triangle, no conversation, no nothing. Yeah. Anyway, you got to go. And uh, I'm going to go to sleep. But. All right. I want to just commend myself for not yawning at all this episode. I got yelled at you did. by my wife for yawning a lot on the last episode. And I just want to say to our she listeners, can hear it? I apologize for yawning oh. on the episode. Yeah, I, I, I cut. I yawned like five times and I cut most of them out, I, but I guess I missed a couple. Okay. Well, to be fair, by the time we were done with the epi- last episode, it was like four in the morning. Your time. <laughs> it was, sir. It was late. It was... Like yeah. eleven, yeah, and, and you and you you get up pretty early. You really do. Like you get up around six, don't you? Yes, I get Found up a little at five, bit earlier, five fifty. Yeah, so yeah, give myself ten extra minutes to take the dog out. Yeah, yeah. All right, you gotta go pick up kids. So yes, I do. Okay, all right. See ya, everybody. Thank you, Thank you for listening. We will see you next week for episode seven, Left Behind. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. And thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Daniel. All right. Bye. Bye.